Broadcasting live from the Santa Lucia Highlands through the heart of the Casterville Artichoke Fields, westward to the Elkhorn Slough, and south to the rugged Big Sur coastline. You're listening to What's the Plan? A weekly discussion with local thought leaders about the future of Monterey County. And now, here's your host, Mr. Paul Wyant. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. We have a very exciting show for you today featuring Mr. Edward King. He is the owner and CEO of Alliance Career Training Solutions, and he's also the host of Business Sense Radio Show right here on 1460 AM and 101.1 FM Power Talk. But first, let me remind you that if you can't listen to us at 1.30s on Saturdays on Power Talk, you can listen to us anytime you want on podcast forums like iTunes and Spotify, or you can go to our website, whatstheplanmonterey.com, and listen. On our website, you can sign up for our weekly email with information about upcoming programs and guests. Okay, well, first, let me start with Mr. Edward King. You can find out more about his company, Alliance Career Training Solutions, at alliancecareertraining.com. Welcome to the program, Mr. King. Thank you very much. It was um, very uh, surprising to be invited, but Paul, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, well, Edward, as uh, listeners will know in about a half an hour, hosts the program right after ours. But Edward's got a, a fantastic past. And I know it's what's the plan. It's about the future of Monterey County. But we first like to learn a little bit about the past and the history of our guest, and then talk about all the great things they're doing uh, in Salinas with, uh, with, with regards to Mr. King and uh, the greater Monterey County. So, so first, if I can, uh, Edward, let me ask you about where you grew up, uh, what drew you to the Monterey County area, and uh, you know a little bit about your past. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm an introvert, so it's it's kind of difficult to actually talk about myself. Um, I was born, I lived, and I died. No, I haven't died yet. But so, where where was I raised? Well, mm-hmm. actually, pretty much multiple points and across the country because I was born on the East Coast, and when I was probably around eight or so. My parents moved us to the Los Angeles, greater Los Angeles area, and then eventually to Santa Maria, Delano, and then they moved to the Monterey Peninsula. And that's where my mom has been all the way up to uh, just the recent couple weeks ago. And um, I've had tremendous opportunities. And, And what's interesting, I think, about what's accumulated and allows me to share on not only the Business Sense Radio, but even more importantly, with our students over there at Alliance Career Training, whether it's our corporate students or deep and passionate part of my life is what we've done with the career training, you know, basically no cost to the students. And we've put through our program over there almost 500 uh, graduates that have gone on to accounting careers, IT careers, and office administration careers, and changed people's lives. And and it's really been my give back because I've reached um, basically my third retirement. Um, everybody should retire a couple of times during their youth so that they have a chance to kind of retool and rethink and know exactly what they want to accomplish in their life. In terms of the experiences that I bring to bear, it's, um, you know, a lifelong learner. 
I've been in and out of college uh, in the 70s at San Diego State, and I've been through San Jose State for two different programs, and that gave me an opportunity to see students in the 80s. You know, I've continued my education over at Stanford and even at MPC, taking some just some local community-type level classes. so I have to ask, let's, let me ask a quick question, Edward, is, so were your parents, like, you moved a lot uh, when, in your yeah. youth, were they, were they in a carnival or did they, what was their, uh, <laughs> what was their occupation too? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I've been um, challenged by my parents because both of them have PhDs and, you know, my dad was going through the world of, um, you know, he's been in education. He was a college professor. He was high school teacher. Oh, wow. What did he, what did he teach? Is- um, business classes. But, wow. So it's. Yeah, see. Uh, the nut didn't fart, you know, or actually I should say, <laughs> nut didn't do far, fall fruit too far from the tree. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. that was uh, Panetta's expression, uh, Mr. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, good. Uh, Leon's uh, someone I knew and actually spent some vacation time in Hawaii with. But um, moving back to, you know, my dad's career, um, you know, so he, even when he was retired, he was teaching in Southern California business law. And I don't know if I got the bug from him as much as I'm just passionate about sharing and helping people. Well, and, you probably listen to him pontificate quite a bit, you know, in the, around the kitchen table or whatever, talking about business and kind of were drew, drawn to business that way, I, I would imagine. Possibly. A lot of that you know, thing. possibly. I know that unlike many homes, my home didn't have a television for many years. And instead, we had a record player and they would play, the family would play, you know, plays on records or, you know, s- stuff like the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I probably had it memorized by the time I was eight. <laughs> and you know, so it, you know, it was kind of that kind of family. Samuel, Samuel Coleridge, right? A Coleridge. Uh, he was probably smoking some opium when he wrote it, but uh, yeah, that's a it's a great. Well, it was a pretty good poem. <laughs> but we'd go to symphonies and plays, and 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 that was our entertainment. And then my mom was a speech pathologist, and she also has a PhD. And of course, my brother, uh, my younger brother by ten years, he has a PhD too. And you know, he's currently uh, working for the state of California in air pollution, like our version of the EPA. Um, So I come from a very highly educated family and education was always a a real critical part of just the the upbringing. So I've always, you know, loved that myself and I I love learning and I still spend a lot of time studying and learning and getting the facts and it's what I use to drive my radio program. But, you know, I had great opportunity to work in both Fortune 50 companies as well as having my own startups and businesses that are in the middle part, you know, the mid cap size. And I've worked in in public accounting. So, um, you know, it's given me a very diverse experiences and opportunities to learn from the best and then, you know, attempt things, fail and attempt it again and fail and learn through the challenges of the successes and failures to, you know, find out what works in business and what I have found out that there's not one way. You know, there's... Many different ways to, to skin the cat, as they we, said. Well, you uh, your ba- radio program is very interesting. It's it's almost like a weekly, uh, you know, almost like a weekly class or a, a weekly college class or seminar on various topics. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times, teaching people about business. Um, and we let's get in more into that. But I, I do want to ask you a little bit. Can you describe maybe one of the of the companies you worked for? Your role. I know you were a financial. Um, you were in the finance department, typically, I believe, yeah, that's and 
And uh, so tell us some, about some of those and maybe an exciting story of, or maybe a tumultuous time in that, in that uh, company's history or something, uh, mm-hmm. something interesting about that, that time. Yeah. Well, uh, one company I worked for out of um, Hunts Valley, Maryland. Also, we had plants in Baltimore and we at the time had a plant in Salinas and that was the McCormick Spice Company. And, you know, I got hired on the West Coast, but then ended up being moved pretty quickly over to Baltimore, uh, the Light Street plant, and then the Hunts Valley location, which was corporate headquarters. And, you know, it was pretty interesting to hear some of the war stories over the years. One of them that always kind of caught my eye. Um, was <clears throat> some of us remember the Vietnam War and, and the fall of Saigon. And, you know, I know that that was a point in history where people were escaping through the embassy, getting on helicopters and flying away. But unbeknownst to the pub, general public, there was a, a big ship that was leaving the harbor exactly the same time, and it was full of vanilla beans, and, and that was a McCormick ship. And, um, you know, back in the last couple of years of the war, um, unbeknownst to the world, I believe, is that the vanilla beans that we are acquiring in Vietnam were the best quality vanilla beans in the world, even outdoing the vanilla beans at Madagascar, that island off of the southern uh, eastern coast of Africa. And we had to buy it with gold bullion because there was no other financial exchange that was being accepted or actually could work in that kind of of event. So you can imagine we're having to go out and acquire actual gold, put it on a ship, drive it over, sail it over to the Saigon Harbor and make the exchange and get the the, the vanilla beans under the bullets flying overhead. See, and, and that's, that's what's beautiful about the world, Ed, is we think we've evolved so far, but it's like the 1600s with the, uh, the spice trade, you know, in, uh, in the Far East. The, uh, I, that is really interesting because I've always thought, you know, because there's that McDonald's theory, like any country, two countries with McDonald's have never gone to war. I think that rule has been broken now, but mm-hmm. it was a long term, but it was, it was basically an exemplar of, uh, of how finance kind of ru- rules the world. And, and, you know, in a large part, I mean, the opening of Asia has been a financial more than a, you know, it's been totally been a financial story. And that's, that's an interesting part of it. I also would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, McCormick's, uh, slogan or, or some kind of phrase that they have is one percent of the the ingredients in a hundred or eighty percent of the flavor or something like that it's uh i'm mm-hmm. screwing it up now but uh, mm-hmm. i like that but th- that that is that is interesting and that, and so do you think finance played as, at least a small role in the in the vietnam war coming to an end uh in that well, way i don't know if it had uh, i'm sure it definitely had to do with it um one side was losing the other side was winning and it's always about money manpower and resources Mm-hmm. And the other thing that really drives, and, and I've talked about this in my programs, it's it, whoever has the stronger why uh, is the one that wins. And so the North uh, Vietnamese had a stronger why, and the U.S. forces in, and the South Vietnam had, had a weaker why. And so the war was won just on that one pivoted point. You know, another story and going back to um, my one of my positions that I had with McCormick is I was the um, person in charge of a vault of secret recipes. And yeah. in that was these old, old recipes. And a friend of mine and I uh, sat down and we we're going through these recipes, just, you know, kind of historical perspective. And of course, in there, we had the secret recipe for the KFC chicken. 
which is absolutely <laughs> nothing to me. We also had multiple versions of the original recipes for Coca-Cola back in the day. And, and then, of course, all the other recipes for the Taco Bell secret sauce and, you know, whatever else. But, you know, it's very interesting if you, if you get embedded in a business like McCormick that's been around for a long, long time, then you have an opportunity to see things from a historical perspective if you, you know, actually look into that. Because, you know, businesses just don't pop up overnight. Businesses take time to develop and oftentimes we think, oh, businesses just are making a whole ton of money. Well, no, there's been a lot of work and resources that have been applied to get to where they get to. Uh, so it's the same thing in, in terms of people's careers. You know, I think that one of the challenges that I see in education is, you know, I, as I said, I was in colleges in the mid-70s. I was in colleges in the early and mid-80s. I was in college in the in the late 90s and the 2000s and you know I kept going back it felt like every decade and to watch the evolution of the style of both teaching and the expectations of the school itself and then see the way the students would interplay with that or the students attitude towards learning uh, even though there's still a group of students that are learners I'm just amazed how that has changed dramatically in terms of the things they're taught and the things they're expected to know and understand. Well, you know, Ed, so you grew up without a television set, so you didn't have the luxury of enjoying the love boat in Gilligan's Island at home. Oh, that I, would have been generation uh, before that. Oh, you, so you didn't get, uh, like I guess it would have been leave it to Beaver and Gidget. But uh, the, the thing is now so much of learning is with, uh, in fact, my children are, are right now are going to school basically online. And so much of learning is like Khan Academy and, and videos in the upside down classroom mm -hmm. uh, yeah. verse classroom. I might have it backwards, but uh, so have you warmed up to the power of video as a as a learning tool as part of your uh, Alliance Career Training Solutions? Um, you know, that's a really good question. And, and we've actually been dealing with the online because there's been online competition um, for a number of years for our style of training. You know, like you can watch YouTube to learn Excel and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I know there's been pressures due to the COVID or politics or whatever to drive people into that as an alternative and isolate people in a social fashion. But I still see that there are some learners <clears throat> that actually can learn singularly on their own. But that would might be a 10% swipe of the population. The other 90% learn in different ways. And as you know, and as I know, learning requires, you know, people learn in three different ways. They hear it, they see it, they do it. They actually work on things differently than the person sitting next to them. But there's always a case when you have in-person learning where the in-person learning is learning from each other. So they're, they're stimulated by other students in the classroom. There's questions that are asked by other students that they didn't even think of themselves. But once they hear it, they engage with it. Mm -hmm. So the reality is, <clears throat> even though we're forced maybe by the virus and by politics to do what we're doing right now, I, I don't believe it's healthy. I think that when I talk to other teachers in the world that are thinking people and not just following in like cattle, they basically are calling it a, a lost year for the students. And I was talking to this with a group of teachers just recently, literally a day ago, and they were saying now they're looking at another lost year. 
<clears throat> so the people that are actually going to be damaged by this will be the and the te- the students. And um, so I'm sorry for that because this is a whole generation that we're affecting. And, you know, when I see education, there's eight years of opening that really makes it a permanent implant on a young person's mind that literally is very difficult to overcome as adults in later years. So <clears throat> this has got a lot. I, I 100% agree with that. That's a... Uh... Interesting take. So we've, you've been listening to What's the Plan on uh, Central Coast Power Talk 1460 and 101.1 FM. We'll be right back with more from Edward King, the owner and CEO of Alliance Career Training Solutions and the amicable host of Business Sense Talk Radio. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. For great employees, call Monterey County Express Employment Professionals. 831-920-1230. That's 831-920-1230. Advertising. Love it or hate it, it's a vital tool for business owners to attract customers and earn a living. But some city governments have arbitrary laws about what advertising signs can and cannot say. The First Amendment protects freedom of speech. IJ is committed to defending free speech against excessive and unfair government regulations. Please visit our website today at ij.org to find out how you can help the Institute for Justice. If you're planning an event and searching for the perfect venue, consider the Monterey County Sheriff's Posse Grounds on Old Natividad Road in Salinas. The Posse Grounds has it all. A complete kitchen, barbecue pits. We also have an outdoor stage featuring a large dance area, all in a private setting and wide open spaces. So book your event now. Call 831-444-6267 or visit our website at mcsposse.com. The Monterey County Sheriff's Posse is a not-for-profit organization. Well, good afternoon. It's about 11 minutes before the hour as we get back to more of Paul Wyant's fascinating conversation with Edward King of Alliance Career Training Solutions right here on What's the Plan on Power Talk 1460 and 101FM. Paul? Thank you so much, Mr. Carbonero. I really do appreciate it. And if you want to know more, if you're a business owner or a student interested in some of the, uh, the teaching that's going on at Alliance Career Training Solutions, a lot of good, great corporate training uh, if you're a local business owner for, uh, well, we'll get into that a little bit what you can get trained on, but it's just south of John Street on Abbott uh, Street is where you'll find Alliance Career Training Solutions. Uh, and also, I believe, well, I'll ask Ed, what's the uh, what's the best way to get in touch if I'm a business owner and I want to train some of my staff? Well, we have a number of different ways. I think, you know, if you go to our website, you can see our current class schedule and what's available for either Zoom level classes, which are basically refreshing classes for Excel or other things. And then we have online training, um, in-person training, excuse me, with schedules and you know we have an ex- excellent level of protocol that actually got tested by the uh, state college system because 
<clears throat> we see CSU and B students once and twice a week. So we're, we're very safe. We're very healthy. And um, so we have good seating arrangements. And we're actually putting together and we've got a project management class coming up, I think uh, September 1st, as an example, where it's a combination. So we have in-person um, students as well as students remotely. So this particular project management might have one or two opening seats, but some of the participants are literally in Connecticut, as an example. Wow. Yeah. So, and what what kind of certification do you offer? Because I know some of your programs come with some, some really good certification uh, opportunities. Well, that would be in the career training side, obviously. And, you know, we, we've been teaching classes for CompTIA, A+, Net+, Security+, certification processes, which helps you and takes you all the way through the testing mode. And we have almost 100% passing rate on that. And of course, that depends on the effort of the student as well. It's not just, you know, spoon fed. We have an excellent program that probably our most successful program is in the accounting program. And they get through the uh, QuickBooks um, certificated certification that also is part of that training. Um, <clears throat> now, the accounting, which is interesting, we have an accounting training that I do for owners, management, and future bookkeepers that's just for the corporate level client. And it's basically four afternoons. We're right in the middle of it. We just finished uh, section one last night. We do that once a month. And um, and then the third certification is the Microsoft Office Specialist certification with Excel and Outlook and Word and PowerPoint and all of those typical ones. And those programs were running about somewhere between 12 weeks, 13 weeks, and the long one, the IT one, is 26 weeks. <clears throat> so, you know, that's still provided. Unfortunately, I'm interesting that you brought this up, is that the infinite wisdom of the WIOA staff uh, just in December cut off all the programs. The only programs that um, the WIOA programs, which is a funding source through the state unemployment, uh, they're only doing truck driving and drawing the blood. So whatever that's called. Phlebotomist. Yes. <laughs> that's it. And, so, know, so they cut off Hartnell. They cut off NBC, CSU. Wow. So, so how can, uh, how can students, so if I'm a, say I'm a high school graduate and uh, maybe a, a new mom reentering the workforce yeah. and I'm in my late twenties and I want to get, I want to get certified as a bookkeeper or go through one of your bookkeeping classes. Are there ways to get financed? Are there other creative ways to, to finance the program? Yeah, we're, we're actually still trying to delve into that because, you know, not only was it an absolute surprise to us, it, and this was December 12th of 2019, I went to an executive board meeting of the WIOA board who supposedly is overseeing this on January 15th. And when I asked the question of the executive board's they hadn't even heard of the meeting on December 12th that cut all those people off. And, um, <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't surprise me. So, yeah, they did it probably as a budget-saving measure. They're like, what's no, this? Well, we can no. save $2 million. No, no. no. They, the, the funds come in. There's, there's specialized funds that come from the federal government through the state, and then they're divvied out to the different counties. And they've been given by Governor Brown an edict to spend 30% only 30% on actual career training. And <clears throat> so what they've done is since Brown's been gone and whoever the new governor is, they've been whittling that percentage back down again to the old 17%, which is what they used to spend. Mm. And so right now they're not spending any money or very little money on, on training. And um, so that was starting in January. <clears throat> then when you get to the COVID, the only people that are employed by the WIOA staff is the WIOA staff. 
Well, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you know, since we're going through record high unemployment, I can I can only have the highest at level of accolades for our, our state's government <laughs> for that decision. That that doesn't makes absolutely no sense because programs like yours obviously are exactly what a lot of folks need because mm, yeah. maybe they don't want to go to a full you know, associate degree program, maybe they, they just want to, you know, something I can get 12 weeks of training, and then I can get a good job. And I know, because I own an employment agency, a lot of those jobs after a short period of time can pay as high as $25, $30 an hour uh, after a year or so. So that is a very disappointing news. So hopefully they rectify that uh, at some point. Jeez, I hate it. So let's, let's shift gears and talk about your corporate training, because we're yeah. getting a little bit Light on time. Uh, the corporate training. So, is do you do on site as well, like one or two day on sites to teach like the newest windows or whatever? Yeah. Well, you know, with our being an ag centric environment that we're in, some of our ag clients have taken us to Oxnard or taken us to Red Bluff or taken us to you know Santa Cruz or wherever their corporate headquarters, and we customize it specifically for their exact needs. And we do everything from Excel six levels of Excel. We do SharePoint. We do other types of data, Tableau. We um, obviously also in another key area is that we do management training. So like <clears throat> there's been a call by local businesses that need time management, which is obviously very critical. So we have that, you know, we have the accounting, we have business grammar and writing. We've got an upcoming program on that. These are in person in Salinas. But we also obviously deliver these things um, at locations. And it's it's been good for everybody because sometimes like our sexual harassment training, you might have a, <clears throat> a multi-restaurant group that it's very difficult to drag their people out. So we actually go on location and we'll teach 20 or 30 of them. Another situation like that was one, a large uh, ag company brought all of their executives in from across uh, Mexico and the United States and all in one room where they were having a big board meeting. But we were also able to fill in the two-hour requirements for sexual harassment <clears throat> because we did it at their, you know, at their facility. So mm -hmm. there's flexibility that corporates need, and that's what we provide. We provide, we have a synergy with the needs of the local uh, businesses, but it's not just localized to Salinas or Monterey or Santa Cruz. We'd go to and San Jose and so on and so forth. So, yeah, that, I mean, I, I love the flexibility of your training. So if I have a, a bookkeeper, maybe she's just doing, or he or she is just doing payroll right now, but I want to, I want that person to uh, kind of brush up on an ARAP. Can, mm -hmm. can that, can they just hit a section of your training, like a four week oh, section? No, they don't even need to do that. That's what that afternoon accounting class is for. So it's a Wednesday, Thursday from one to four and the following week or two weeks later, one to four. And we really give them, you know, a concentrated training on understanding accounting and the language of accounting and how every of the sub modules, the ARAP and all that interact and how to do journal entries and get all the way through the financial statement. That You have to have some awesome. sort of a background to keep up. Uh, sure. And it's yeah. been great for business owners. You know, they've learned things about the accounting that's going on inside their business that they never new and they do need to know so and then, and then at the leadership training it sounds like you can um you, you they can learn how to run some of the reports on quickbooks or quick yeah. maybe i don't know quickbooks online so the leadership can also come in and start learning how to leverage some of those uh reports from, uh, from quickbooks as well right. when they're working on the weekend and they need an answer they can do it <laughs> so they're working right now at 1 30 and they're like dang it i don't know what my profitability was in uh july well they need to call ed king i think edward king sorry um yeah that's that is fantastic fantastic. Um, 
I'm just wondering as we as we wind down the show, is there anything we missed? Because I did, I forgot about sexual harassment and some of the other compulsory uh, trainings for businesses. Is there anything else uh, you'd like to highlight uh, that Alliance Career Training Solution? Obviously, Edward, we didn't delve far deep enough into your background to know the uh, the depth of your of your, your wisdom and training. People can listen to Business Sense Radio and, and learn about that as well. But uh, is there anything we missed? Well, you know, I, I think that one thing that I would like to put out there is there needs to be some pressure on the WIOA board to provide the career training that every other county, Santa Cruz County is still doing it, San Benito County, uh, down south, Fresno, everywhere in California except Monterey County is continuing the career training. And there's something not right about this. And we need it. Our people need it. Our community needs it. And it's something is amiss. I I completely agree because anybody who is... uh has uh, maybe if you stop by Alliance Career Training Solutions and you you see what Ed's doing on a daily basis, you will understand that we really need this kind of uh, supplementary training in our community. So I'm Paul Wyant, owner of Express Employment Professionals of Monterey County and an Express we're dedicated to providing great candidates to the great businesses of Monterey County. For additional information, please give us a call today at 831-920-1230. Thanks again to my great guest, Edward King. You can find more at uh, Training.com. Excuse me, that's AllianceCareerTraining.com. And you can also listen to him at the next radio program on Business Sense Radio. I hope you can make it back to show sometime, Edward. And uh, I'd also like to thank Mr. Mark Carbonaro, the greatest producer in the business, and of course, the great Dave Marzetti for making all of this possible. He's the host of the Saturday Morning Shagbag Radio Show. You've been listening to What's the Plan on Central Coast Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101.1 FM. Again, stay tuned for more with Mr. Edward King on Business Sense Radio.